welcome to another exciting edition of the Unraveling Technology Podcast. We've got another uh, another special one for you today, uh, a podcast special on memes. So stand by for that. First of all, it's me, Joe Tonks, as ever, David Johnson, and our special guest this week, Ian Johnson. Hey, hey. As, as never. Before. As never, yeah. if you like. <laughs> Any relation going on here? Yeah, we're brothers, so this is basically nepotism. <laughs> yeah we're just sort of like gearing you up to host this thing when i go on to bigger and better podcasts oh, sure yeah yeah um it's also a weekend so i think we're all a bit overexcited because mm. we're doing a podcast and we're not in the office yeah it's the weekend i'm coming off holiday you're going on to holiday yeah yeah so david will be on a bit of a downward trajectory through this podcast yeah i'll just slowly okay. get more and more depressed <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i'll try and i'll try and match that and, and pick it up where i can um we've we've been having a little bit of a um <clears throat> just before this podcast started we were we were in a bit of a, a quandary weren't we because there's there's a specific word when we're talking about memes that it's sort of part of the common lexicon, but we were aware that if we were to use that in the context of this podcast, that would push us over into explicit territory. A, a certain form of posting on forums. <laughs> yes, yes. A sort of, um, I don't know how we want to refer to it, whether we just want to call it bleep posting. Sure, that that may be posting. S-posting? Yes, well, it, it's all good. It's all good, as long as we don't have to put the explicit tag on it. As long as somebody doesn't have to trawl through the recording later and bleep <laughs> sections of it out. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll do that. We'll make the bleep noises ourselves. Should also mention that in the absence of Adam, who is off getting ready for a Halloween party, we've got my wife. So Rebecca's on the mixer today. Hello. <laughs> Hello. She's doing a sterling job considering we just kind of thrown instructions at her and she's had to figure out what mixers are and what gain is and what the white button does on no, the mixing desk. The yeah, she's on it anyway and she assures us it sounds good. So she will be our, our scapegoat if it doesn't end up turning, if it doesn't sound very good in the end. But anyway, onwards. So David has very kindly sort of helmed or come up with the the sort of topics and areas to look at this week um, in his in his downtime. So, and, and I can see quite a few pages of notes as well. So, so I'm quite, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I woke up this morning genuinely excited about this one. Um, so for, first of all, just to start off, memes, you know, it's, it's, can't go anywhere these days without encountering a meme. But, but should we first define a meme. I think that'd be a good idea if we're going to talk about them for mm -hmm. fifty minutes or so. Because I think if you, if you, you'll probably be aware of what a meme is, but if you ask to succinctly define it, it's probably a little bit harder to do. Like defining irony. <laughs> like the definition of irony. Every time I read it, I'm like, I don't think that's what irony is. Mm. Well, if you use the wrong definition long enough, they'll just change it in the dictionary, right? Um. So, it's like literal. Could, doesn't mean literal anymore. No. Uh, I don't know. The ex Right, this is irony, so just off topic with memes here for a second. Irony, the expression of one's meaning by using language that, formally, that normally signifies the opposite, typically for humorous or emphatic effect. I don't know. That, that's not what I think of. No, I, think, I think of irony. more... Uh, 
something happened and it was ironic that that happened because something else was supposed to happen or would be expected to happen. And that's, yeah, I don't know. Maybe irony, uh, the definite, something that is ironic. Perhaps Mm. that would be a good definition. Mm. And then we don't specify what ironic means because everyone knows what ironic means. (laughs) There's like dramatic irony, isn't that different? That's like when a rich guy gets locked in his vault and dies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was the money that killed him. The All money along, fell on him. Oh, yeah, well, the, the money stacks fell on him. of cash. <laughs> yeah, he, he suffocated. I don't know what elevates irony into dramatic irony. I don't know what the, what the cutoff point is. Mm. Much like what defines an explicit podcast, which we were also trying to figure out. Learning a lot today. Anyway, back to memes. So, yes, uh, the word meme. Anyone want to hazard, uh, hazard a go at definition? I can, I can field this one. Yeah. Do it. Um, so Richard Dawkins, famed evolutionary biologist, um, he wrote a book in 1976 called The Selfish Gene, uh, in which he referred to this idea of a meme as being sort of an idea that gets transferred between people. So spread of ideas and cultural phenomenon. So when he was talking about memes, he was, um, talking about things like melodies or catchphrases or fashion um just kind of like a concept an idea or a concept that gets spread from person to person Mm -hmm. is it any idea so like if you see somebody i don't know i'm just thinking in the animal world if a a chimpanzee uses a big stick to knock some bananas out of a tree and then another chimp sees it and goes oh you know that's a good idea is that count as a meme i think so i think that's the sort of thing he he also mentions um the technology of building arches Mm. Uh, as an idea that's spread from different cultures um uh, the merriam-webster dictionary says an idea behavior or style that spreads from one person to from person to person within a culture okay right so that could be pretty much anything yeah okay so but then we are talking specifically about internet memes which is kind of like a a version of a meme um it's usually a joke. Oftentimes it's a joke, um, but it's a piece of culture that gains influence through online transmission. Um, and the kind of the distinction here between, say, something like some viral content, like a viral video um, that gets spread from person to person, is that memes tend to evolve and so when when somebody is sharing a meme they are often putting their own spin on it they are either making the same joke with you know a different context to suit them or they are evolving the meme um to take the same sort of basic idea and transport it into meaning something else Mm. yeah you do kind of you tend to have like the lifespan for the meme I remember a picture, and it was, I think it was from like a Maddox article years ago, where it was like uh, this: the, the meme first appears, it's shared among friends, it's eventually adopted by the mainstream, becomes a piece of clothing in a hot topic, dies. And that's <laughs> yeah. it. It's basically there's the idea that a certain amount of exposure will will kill a meme, and that memes are kind of, for the most part, not always, but at least uh, a lot that I can think of, 
esoteric in a way. Yeah. I mean, mm. the fact that, to be honest, a lot of the like, the memes that we're probably going to reference, I had to go and have a look at the origin of, because I understand the usage, but I don't understand where it comes from or what the originating, what where it came from. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the appeal of memes is that they have, I mean, firstly, usually they're funny, but they also have an in-joke kind of quality to them. Mm. So it's almost when you share it, you feel part of a select community. And then when that gets too broad, you know, oh, the memes sort of sold out and it's no good anymore. Because everybody's a hipster at heart. Right, exactly. It's like, it's weird, like when you have weird Twitter accounts that are making jokes and then some corporate entity comes on and tries the same thing and it feels a bit, you know, degraded. And Yeah, you know, it's, it's always terrible. Yeah. As soon as the man gets involved, yeah. then everybody moves on. There exactly. was, uh, did you see it? I think it was a year or two ago. There was an anti-smoking advert. And uh, basically the tagline of it was, it's a trap. I can't remember if it was smoking or drugs, but basically right. there was a person in various scenarios, a party here, there, everywhere. And someone would come up to them and go, do you want cigarettes slash drugs? Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, well, maybe. And then from somewhere, like on their phone or someone would just pop up and it would be it would be a popular, uh, a, a meme. So, so um, like an overly attached girlfriend or the like, oh my God, one <laughs> will yeah. pop up and like say it's a trap in their sort of trademark way. And it was terrible. Absolutely mm. terrible. We'll have to put it on the, on the site. Is it so um, that, that's like the, is that the Admiral? Uh, Admiral yes, Akbar. Yes. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, to, to, to sort of throw ourselves into it here, the first bullet point we had was what are some of the early examples of internet memes? Maybe even as far as can, can you define uh, the first sort of ground zero of internet memes. Hmm. The, so, what what did I, you find in your research, Ian? Well, an early one I came across was the um, All Your Base, mm -hmm. I Belong sure. to Us, which is a, a kind of a bad translation from a Japanese video game. Mm -hmm. uh, it was part of the intro of the game, I think, and that got shared a lot on kind of forums and things like that, I guess. Was this before Reddit? I don't know when Reddit became popular I think it I, was before i'd heard of reddit i can tell you that it would be uh, a lot of this stuff originates from 4chan or um, so other message boards this before. one yeah. was the something awful forums okay so they are when you talk about memes um the kind of three big players are 4chan yeah. something awful and reddit with imager being a sort of attachment to red reddit mm. um yeah, so there was, um, it was a, I think I want to say 1989 arcade game that then got ported um, to the Sega Mega Drive in Europe. And to add to the Mega Drive home version, they created this wonderful animated cutscene introduction, <laughs> which was full of terrible English, um, sort of really bad Japanese translation Um with phrases like all your base are belong to us and um someone set us up the bomb yeah yeah you um, have no chance to survive make your time what was it called was it zero wing it was called zero wing yeah, yeah. okay so um yeah so like an animated gif version the intro got shared at some point and then when it really took off it was when the something awful forums ran a photoshop uh, thread so they had and possibly still do had like a, a regular photoshop thing where they uh, come up with a theme photoshop friday yeah yeah that's still going on so they they come up with a theme and then people photoshop images together 
around that theme. So they had an all your base Photoshop thread, which garnered about 2000 images. Um, and then simultaneously, um, another something awful forum user went and made a sort of techno remix yeah. <laughs> using like a roboticized voice reading out the, uh, some of the phrases from his video. And then somebody else kind of put the two together and made this video with sort of the animated intro and then a whole bunch of all your base pictures and the whole thing exploded. Yeah. There's usually something, something snappy accompanying a meme you know there's, there's certain criteria that, that you kind of need to fit to to sort of keep the meme going and i think in this case all your base are belong to us it was kind of i don't want to say punchy but you know it was memorable enough and mm-hmm. yeah it sort of translated across across the internet as a it's kind of like a bit of a um I don't know, it's like a war, I want to say war cry kind of thing, you know, <laughs> thing like uh, in, in video games or something you'd often quite, you'd see it superimposed over, over video games. Uh, it's kind of, it's, it's tough talk in a way. Mm. Kind of like, hey, all your base belong to us, yeah. There's, um, yeah, and I think as Ian was saying, there's like an element of being in on the joke and at that time, so this is sort of 2001, I want to say that it, the meme was around in late sort of 1998, mm-hmm. but 2001 is when it kind of really took off and got recognised by mainstream media. Um, yeah, it's kind of that idea of it's something based around a sort of 16-bit home uh, home console game, and it's a phrase that nobody outside of the internet recognizes and the internet is still a bit sort of it far less mainstream than it is today so i think there's sort of that element of people being in on the joke and doing stuff that people who don't you know frequent the forums don't really understand what's going on yeah it's sort of it's faded into it's like it's coming around for a fresh cycle now like it's faded and coming back um, no, but I could see, you know, kind of in the way that um, y- younger people, when they go to save a file in Word and they click the floppy disk with no idea what the floppy disk is, but right. they just oh, kind of click see. it. Yeah. It's so like, it's kind of novel to a new generation yeah, of people. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Because yeah. I, w- I was looking back at some of the early memes thinking, these have dated really badly. I guess the, you know, the point of them is, as you said, that they get really popular and then everyone gets tired of them kind of burn out on them yeah is anyone still watching chocolate rain for instance or (laughs) afro ninja or whatever Um, i i suppose not no well one that came up in my uh in my series was hamster dance Mm, i remember remember hamster dance yeah that was a website wasn't it yeah Yeah. it was just a website in fact uh, there was a little um little bit of background that i found and it was a it was an art student a canadian art student called uh deirdre lacarte who was competing with her best friend and her sister to see who could generate the most traffic. And so she designed the hamster dance in 2008, uh, well, I'm sorry, 1998, um, which was a hom- homage to her, her pet hamster called Hampton Hamster, <laughs> which is why hamster in the name is misspelled. It's hamp with a P, uh-huh. hamster dance. And there's a reason I couldn't spell hamster properly for years when I was younger, <laughs> just because I, I saw it in here. Um, yeah, you want to see the website nowadays. You want to talk about a, a, a meme 
having legs. This is hamsterdamps.com at the moment, and I suggest people go oh, and have a look. Okay. It's basically spawned some kind of animated series. Wow. Hampton and the Hamsters. Yeah, there's, and, a, there's a DVD out and... Uh, yeah. Merchandise. Yeah, um, someone... And that's... I'm guessing this is fairly recent, because I'm sure I went to Hamsterdamps not long ago, and it was still what it was. Hmm. Um, so... <laughs> There you go. I think that was one of my first internet experiences. Yeah. Oh, what a glorious first internet <laughs> yeah. experience. Did we find out what the, the other, her brother's website was? Uh, no. Oh. No, it, it, it was a best friend and sister. We'll have oh, to see. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's that's memes for you, isn't it? Adapt or die. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, evidently, um, they did not adapt. It wasn't that boy, was it? And they were playing the long game. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm a big fan of that boy. Yeah. Um, all these things, uh, yeah, bizarre. Uh, Dancing Baby as well. Yeah. Dancing Baby. Which, from what I read, was, I think it was like a sample asset that came with some 3D rendering software. Yeah, I think it was some test file or something. Yeah, and it was just a, it was a baby uh, in a nappy just kind of doing a little dance. Wasn't Groove that in a way. featured on Ali McBeal at some point? This American TV show. I'm sure I've read something about it. It could I, well I read that somewhere, but yeah, I didn't read into it. No. I've never seen Ali McBeal, so... I, I have know, seen, but... I think, maybe one or two episodes of Ali McBeal. Okay. It wasn't a recurring character then. I don't think so. Early CGI, the baby would just stroll into the room. Oh, here he is. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Do you think it was in Ali McBeal as, as a meme or just as a sample... Uh, 3D model. I think you know, probably it probably as a beam or on the computer in some uh, respect, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to have a look into that. I mean, I know there was an episode of The Simpsons where Homer was making a website and trying to draw traffic, and the way he did it was filling the page up with gifts, and I think that the dancing baby was on there. <laughs> <laughs> what did, did you find anything for the first meme? Well, I saw... I saw things going back, but it's really hard to see when things kind of transition from internet because a lot of these things start in the real world. So I think there was like an Andre the Giant meme that was mm. kind of like a stencil that was on that people would spray onto walls. Mm, okay, it has is that the one with Obey underneath it? Often, uh, it could well be. It looked like it was on a, a police lineup or something like okay. that. And there was another one which was like. Um, you know the little face with the guy with the nose peeking over the wall. Oh yeah, Kilroy. Could be Kilroy. Kilroy Chad. was here, and Chad. I think it was Kilroy in the US and Chad in the UK. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember. I have vague, vague memories of talking about that in sort of year five or six. Yeah. So my <laughs> understanding school. is that in the UK, he was used to kind of portray people that would complain about rationing. So he'd poke his head over a wall and say, "What? No bananas." <laughs> I guess he was, you know, a villain because uh, his negative spirit was bringing down the country. But um, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, Kilroy was here. as a graffiti doodle consisting of a bald man with his nose hanging and his hands clutching over a wall, accompanied accompanied by the caption "Kilroy was here." So mm. that uh, that I mean, are we talking a World War Two meme here? Mm. Is that what we're looking at? Well, it's not internet meme. Well, this is the thing. It is, I, mean, I in, think it is a meme. In a way, these things make their way onto the internet eventually. Everything does. So that makes it kind of hard to track down an initial meme. But have, did your research turn up anything? Well, basically that it is quite hard to put a timeline on things. Um, but I did find there was a actually pretty interesting... Um, 
write-up that somebody did um makes a meme instead a concise history of internet memes by and i'm going to butcher this name linda k borsai um we'll go with that yeah it was a um she argued that one of the first memes could be considered to be the emoticon Right, okay. So back in the Usenet days when the internet was all just text, um, a guy called, we probably covered this on when we talked about emoticons, but a guy called Scott E. Falman um, on the 19th of September 1982 suggested that people use like a smiley face uh, on certain posts if they if they wanted to it not to be taken so seriously and an upset face if they wanted it to be taken seriously. And then that kind oh. of spread the idea spread from person to person and people contributed more and more emoticons made up of text characters and yeah and that's one of the first kind of ideas that spread out on the internet and mutated amongst other people i mean it's interesting how that's changed because now it's more like you know if you use a smiley face it's kind of please don't hate me you know almost you can't really send a text sometimes without having a smiley face at the end like could you pick mm. up the milk I Smiley remember face, I'm not being angry. Most, <laughs> most of my MSN messages, you know, back in the day on MSN Messenger, always appended with a little sticky out tongue face. <laughs> it's like I'm saying something, but I'm not committing entirely to it. <laughs> Will you marry me? Smiley <laughs> <laughs> face with sticky out yeah. tongue. That's one of the characteristics of memes, really, isn't it? That the meaning can change. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Whereas nowadays you still get those kind of... So I'm guessing back in this instance they were talking about like the colon close parenthesis for like a well, colon minus sign and then <laughs> yeah, parenthesis yeah mm. I, I, I find it interesting the idea you put a sad face if you want to be taken seriously so you know we really have to get these reports in by friday sad face <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah nowadays you still do kind of get those constructed um ascii i suppose you'd call it mm. where you use symbols to denote so one thinks have you seen the one of someone flipping a table Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's a meme in itself. You know, if someone flips the table, there's a picture, basically a constructed set of symbols that looks like a person flipping a table, and then the next comment will be someone writing the table again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, right, so um, let's... Should we talk about some more famous examples of internet memes? Should we Should we get Pepe out of the way? Okay, let's deal with Pepe. That's, that's current hot topics. <laughs> I, I did listen to that, to the podcast, the Reply All podcast, the tapestry of Pepe. Have you both listened to that? Yeah. What, yeah. What's it called? I'm not quite done with S posting. Was that the title? <laughs> I think it was called the Grand Tapestry oh, of right. Pepe. So yeah, if you, if you want a full and very in-depth and detailed and interesting rundown on Pepe, then go listen to the Reply All podcast and look for that episode. But we'll we'll do a quick summary. Yeah, it's got some real uh, longevity on it, Pepe. So Pepe was originally. I'm going to see how much I can remember from the episode. Mm-hmm. It was a 2005 comic strip. It was on Ooh. MySpace. They said, uh, okay. so presumably quite early on. Yeah, and it was uh, essentially it was a comic strip uh, involving this this sort of frog humanoid frog uh, called Pepe, and he. Try not to be too crude about it, but, but essentially he goes to the he goes to the bathroom and like 
takes his trousers down and everyone's commenting on how how weird it is that when he's you know just just like uh, having a pee he takes his trousers down and so a bit, a bit and then he replies at the end saying oh feels good man and that kind of became the basis like a picture of this frog's head with feels good man underneath became the basis of this this meme that uh 10 years 11 years going strong yeah mm. so people you know put that in with pictures of john goodman yeah feels goodman so one of the interesting <laughs> things was that they were saying and i i, I must have been doing some complicated car maneuvering maneuvering at this point and maybe wasn't listening as hard as i should have uh, he says that i can't remember if it was the robot 9000 uh forum or if it was 4chan but he says that if the defining thing about the forum was that you could not post the same picture twice i want to say it was a 4chan sub mm. board yeah. yeah board so this meant that people couldn't just take the picture of Pepe and keep reposting it. They had to iterate on it. They had to make a change, however minor it was. Which means that for every conceivable scenario, you, you have a, a, an appropriate. You have a picture of Pepe that goes alongside it, mm. and uh, it, it got talked about as kind of a currency, didn't it? Because it took a bit of effort to generate a new picture of pepe you get this language of people saying like oh here i've got these these rare pepes for you over here <laughs> and there were i don't know if these were real or faked but there were like ebay listings of you know two thousand rare pepes <laughs> going for a thousand dollars or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> which means i don't know i'd have to check the facts but you have to imagine that pepe has got to be one of the most prolific <laughs> things on the internet mm. so pepe got very popular then it did, yes. And sort of got posted by people like Taylor Swift and... We start Kate, seeing... Perry? Maybe, uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. Then you start seeing, talking about the life and death of a meme, we were tipping over towards the point of it being hot topic clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so adapted by the mainstream, which, as we've said, is... Is usually sort of, a death knell for... yeah. So 4chan who had really adopted Pepe as kind of their 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 their, their figurehead. It's like that, that was their their thing, their baby. Started trying to pull it back. And, and the way they the way it. they do that being 4chan. <laughs> yeah. Was basically to try and sully Pepe's good name. So there was lots of new new rare Pepe's created, but often with really distasteful uh, subject matter attached so mm. there's lots of pepe you know out in, in a concentration camp as, a, as an ss guard or mm. a lot of it was sort of fascism uh, and fascist, not Nazi and iconography yeah. but with with a degree of irony attached to it. it you know it's deliberately offensive for the sake of being for the, yeah they're basically trying to stop people in the mainstream mm. using pepe by associating him with horrible horrible things yeah yeah problem being that some of the people out there are actually into that kind of thing and started seeing pepe as kind of a figurehead for things like fascist and neo-nazi movements Mm. yeah Mm. in fact uh the anti-defamation league just to give you some insight, this is from their website. The Anti the ADL, Anti Defamation League, founded in 1913 to stop the defamation of the Jewish people and to secure justice and fair treatment to all. So it's like a, the nation's premier civil rights and human relations agency fighting anti Semitism, bigotry. And they've recently uh, basically called for Pepe to be 
uh, they, they've added it to their site. They're basically saying this is a this is an example of anti-Semitism, and they've, basically they've officially dubbed Pepe a, a kind of racist, bigoted meme, mm, right? Um, and uh, this has kind of come to the fore recently with the whole uh, election coming up in America, because there've been a lot of photoshops, uh, a lot of pictures of Pepe. Um, or Donald Trump, but uh, they photoshopped Pepe's head on top. Um, mm. The idea being that he supports all of these, all these white supremacist, uh, fascist notions. Yeah. So it was the the alt right they were saying is mm. taking this. Yeah. Meme and that's just uh, run with it. As a tangent, I I read a uh, interview with the guy who created Pepe. I think the original comic was called Boys Club. Right, okay. Um, I think this was in Vice, but I'm not sure. And they sort of said to him, you know, how do you feel about your original creation being taken and, uh, you know, altered and all this sort of thing? And from his reply, he seemed to be annoyed that they changed the colour of Pepe's clothing. And (laughs) (laughs) more so than the fact that he came to now represent, you know, Donald Trump. I mean, to be fair, I don't know exactly when this interview was conducted, so it might have been before of that stuff. But uh, Mm. yeah, it was an interesting (laughs) response from him. But Yeah, (laughs) that is weird. But um, yeah, that guess goes to show that what what the artists make of their work and what the wider world makes of it, you know, it's kind of not his thing anymore at this point. Yeah, it's interesting when memes bleed out into the real word real world for word. a better term yeah um yeah did you come across bert is evil when you're researching stuff yeah i i briefly saw this is this bert is in sesame street but sesame street but no i mean i've seen I, I think of lots of instances in pop culture where bert's been portrayed as this kind of weird psychopath <laughs> but uh, i think that's probably just uh, the juxtaposition of a children's program with yeah with yeah. Um, distasteful things. So this was another early one, um, sort of 1998. Um, there was a um, a guy called Dino Ignacio um, who created a website called Bert is Evil where he right. photoshopped pictures of Bert in with in sort of compromising positions like him next to Adolf Hitler or the present at the assassination of president <laughs> kennedy and things like that um and yeah he it got very popular and because he couldn't afford the bandwidth hosting he offered people to like host mirrors of his site so various people started hosting all these mirrors and then contributing their own stuff to the mirrors um and there's a particular picture that was made of but sort of in the background of a photo of a relatively unknown terrorist at that point called Osama bin Laden. Okay. Mm. Um, Fast forward a couple of years to 2001, um, there was a pro Osama bin Laden rally held in Bangladesh, um, which was featured uh, in various news articles. And there was a photo of somebody with a poster which had the same picture on it. Oh, no, really? So there was a yeah, this photo of Osama bin Laden with like a little Bert over his shoulder, um, which resulted in obviously the Sesame Street <laughs> company considering legal action and uh, what against this this uh, demonstrator? No, against. Uh, 
Dino. Oh, of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, resulted in him shutting down his web page, oh. and and the guy who hosted the Mirror shutting down the web page, and yeah. Wow. So sometimes these things bleed out into real life in sort of a kind of worrying way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you, you hear instances like uh, where someone who wants to put a, a news story up quickly will go and Google like, oh, American military flag. Hmm. So I've, I know there was an instance where the, uh, the like UNSC halo flag was put up instead of an actual like <laughs> world like real organization. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did see a uh, a thing on Tumblr. I think it was it was Disney princesses photoshopped into images from the Nuremberg trials oh <laughs> like on the defense <laughs> on the defense boards it's really strange just talking about splicing uh yeah fake things into real ones oh. um I'd like to uh, spend a few minutes just uh, talking about Harambe if we can <laughs> um because actually I went down a bit of a rabbit hole with this one I thought it was quite interesting uh not least because yesterday I don't know if you were aware in Western Park there was a candlelight vigil for Harambe. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, I saw the Facebook event. I saw there were a lot of people going. My cousin was one of them. Um, I haven't actually seen any pictures of it. I can only assume that it went ahead, or that at least some people turned up. Uh, I'll, I'll try and find uh, find pictures of it for you. But I thought uh, that there was a great article on uh, nymag.com which was like an interesting summation of why the Harambe meme has such legs to it. Mm. Because, um, and I think a lot of it was precluded by Cecil the Lion a few mm. months back. So mm-hmm. for anyone that doesn't remember, Cecil the Lion was a lion who got shot by a, it was a dentist, wasn't it? Yeah. So a dentist that was out on safari, he shot this lion and he posted a picture of himself posing with it. And, and, and the world was outraged apparently you know everywhere it was a lot of social media outrage and then more recently a few months back we have harambe who is a gorilla in a a cincinnati zoo that was shot when a child fell into his enclosure Mm -hmm. and uh, they thought we have to prioritize the child's safety so they shot the gorilla um i can't can't remember Had had he picked the child up or yes yeah yeah there was there was there was a good amount of you know reason for them to do what they did but this article starts to go on about how it's it's less about what happened so so for instance with cecil the lion the the uproar was a reaction Mm -hmm. to the lion's death whereas with the harambe and the reason that we're still talking about that it was it was the anticipation of that same fervor right so everyone thought oh man Remember last time this happened, oh, everyone went nuts. So everyone's sort of kind of jumping in front of this thing Mm. that's already happened once and basically blowing the entire thing out of, out of proportion, kind of in a, in, in a, uh, kind of a parody of internet outrage. There's a tongue in cheek quality to the, you know, to the tributes and you Mm. get the sense people are sort of mock upset about, or to the degree to which they're upset is kind of a, yeah, uh, slightly. But but, um, yeah. but also we say how a meme cycle, you know, its longevity is dictated by how long it kind of remains you know, just niche enough, a bit of an in-joke. And this is kind of the perfect storm because although, every, you know, people are attending candlelight vigils, the, pre- the prevailing theory is not many people really care mm. about, you know, what happened mm. to this to this gorilla. Um, but it's 
it's something that wouldn't be commercialized. Like you're never going to see like Lloyd's Bank putting out a life insurance ad with Harambe in it because it's mm. it's borderline distasteful. Yeah. It's something that if a major corporation did something with with Harambe, with a Harambe mean, they'd probably catch a lot of legitimate flack for it. So it's a mm-hmm. really strange situation. Yeah. On the Although, flip side, you can buy Harambe pillows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can buy Harambe all sorts. Just as a tangent, though, there was that other gorilla that escaped from London Zoo, was it? Oh, yeah. Recently, and he downed like, several litres of uh, Robinson's juice. I think it was squash it was and i was thinking if they don't get on that as a marketing campaign like you know they've missed a trick there but anyway sorry yeah ah, so good the gorillas want it back or something like yeah that. exactly um but the, the um the just an article from the independence as well says that the staff at the cincinnati zoo basically asked people to stop making memes mm. about harambe which is fuel to the fire really yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the it's the Barbara Streisand effect, sort of writ large, and uh, you know, to which there were sort of people saying, you know, the meme was sort of maybe on its way down, but you are just kind of you you are bringing it back into the public consciousness by doing this. Mm, yeah. The way you stop a meme from happening is is not by asking it to stop. Yeah, you got to let these things burn out on their own. Yeah. And one of the comments, so the article was Cincinnati Zoo says, please stop making memes about a gorilla. And one of the top comments on the article was, well, you're the ones that killed him. Wow. So that's Harambe for you. Yeah. Mm. What else have we got? Um, talking about things that affect people in real life, you kind of hear about memes that have maybe had a bit of a knock-on effect for the people in them. So I'm thinking less so images, more... You know, a Numa Numa kid, Star Wars kid, overly attached girlfriend. These people who either can sink or swim as a result of just being in the wrong place at the wrong time, really. Mm. So, um, do you, I mean, do you know what happened to those people? Well, Star Wars kid specifically. Uh, so after it, it didn't didn't take it particularly well and was admitted to a, a children's psychiatric ward oh, under extreme stress yeah. and uh, to. This article I found says that eventually he was able to get his life back in part due to suing the family of the four kids responsible for stealing his video and making it public. So a little bit of a cathartic... Redemption story. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's tough in the early days because now if you're part of a meme, it still must be terrible, but there's going to be a new one that comes along, you know, in the next week because things move so quickly now, but... Back in the day, there wasn't much competition, so uh, Star Wars Kid is pretty visible. Mm, but it'll go through just just by way of being in the public eye. These memes will go through so many permutations in that short cycle. So yeah. one of the ones that I was looking at recently as well was Ken Bone. I saw a list that was uh, like top things that people will be dressing as for Halloween this year. Mm. Number one was Harley Quinn, uh, and then there was... There's things like Harambe, and one of the things on there was Ken Bone. Are you familiar with Ken Bone? No. Who's that? So it was the second Democratic uh, debate they had in America, and one of the final questions was by a fella called Ken Bone, mm. who basically stood up and asked a question. It's testament to how memeish that is that I can't even remember what his question was. But he stood up wearing a big sort of red sweater. He had, these, he had glasses on, little moustache, and everyone... Just thought he looked like the nicest guy in the world. Basically, <laughs> yeah. he looked he looked really 
uh, huggable, I think yeah. was the word that they used. And he sort of became very much uh, an anti... Uh, everything that's the, that was the opposite of the election. So, you know, there was this election cycle has been quite vicious and I think everyone's sick to death of it. And it, it's just a, a lot of people would say it's terrible from every, every angle. But our friend... Uh, Ken Bone was like this shining beacon in the darkness yeah. <laughs> and he did an, an AMA on Reddit which is basically where and ask me anything mm-hmm. you go on and, and people will will ask you things and he, he he'd been on Reddit quite a lot lot before this so he had a bit of a, a post history built up and he said well I've not really got anything to hide but cue the internet basically going through and tearing every little detail they can find mm. to try and sort of support Ken Bones. So you have people that say, oh, yes, I'm pro, pro Ken Bone. And then other people saying, turns out Ken Bone's a terrible person because he, really, I don't know, forged a document once when he was working at a pizzeria. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. And it's just kind of the world would do everything it can with a meme yeah. and then just, yeah, chuck it away kind of as you say because the cycle is for the most part very quick yeah so that affects his his uh, chances very much you think or he's uh, he's just an audience member yeah, oh he was yeah he's just a guy in the audience he oh, uh okay. who just stood up, stood up and asked a question oh i see yeah yeah huh. you know, the uh other thing that i've kind of been looking at was uh, there's a subreddit called meme economy mm. which is quite good it's it's basically the next the next logical step because we talked about how dank uh, rare pepes or whatever is this this currency of of memes and it's it's all a big joke but but if you look at something like Dogecoin mm-hmm. which was a meme about a oh, what's the type of dog what's it called it's a Shibi oh yeah Shibinu, something yeah. like Shibinu. that yeah Shiba Inu is that right yeah. And that sort of generated its own cryptocurrency. Mm. Um, but the meme economy is uh, it's a subreddit where people talk about Keconomics. So Keck, top Keck, that's something that's also discussed in this Reply All episode, isn't it? You'll hear that, that's a meme. People mm-hmm. say something's top Keck. And it's based on the fact that in Korean, I think, whereas we type LOL, they, they'll type, it's like Keck, 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 you know, when they're, when they're laughing. It's sort of essentially the same thing. But then there's also a cake in... Oh, where was it? Somewhere. There's a cake called Top Keg. So it's kind of adopted as an internet way of saying that's really funny. Mm-hmm. It's a cross between the Korean way of laughing and and this cake that someone found on the internet. So, yeah, Keconomics is the order of the day on, on meme economy. And uh, so someone's made a website called the Nasdaq as well, <laughs> which is like a rating of memes. Yeah. And uh, like this is... Uh, this is an example of the title of one of the posts on there. It says, um, Pepe compared to Harambe just goes to show how steady and reliable Pepe has been over the years. Pepe is always there to pick you up when you're down, to feed you when you're hungry, and to create a strong meme economy. Pepe is the backbone of our industry and the greatest meme of our generation. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's just lots of people talking about, like, this, 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 this meme is hot invest and things like that so we talked about that <laughs> yeah. dat boy meme it's like yeah. resurgence of dat boy meme invest now wow you, you've seen the uh the professor farnsworth i don't want to live on this planet anymore yeah i've yeah. uh i've invested heavily in that because <laughs> oh. come the come the outcome of the u.s election 
I'm going to be making a huge kill. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, public sentiments veering towards the, you know, yeah. ap- apocalypse. You might as well get in on those on those absolutely. memes. I, that's good speculation, yeah. you see. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really funny. <laughs> it does, it does. Uh, and uh, the other one was wholesome memes as well, which I shared a couple with you yeah. two yesterday, which was, that's kind of like an anti-meme where it's not really saying <laughs> anything. It's just a picture with text so there's one where it's like when i drink water and then just a picture of someone drinking a glass of water <laughs> okay right well let's move on next so uh b- before we move on to talking about creepy pasta i've got ian's list of top 2016 memes yeah i've been doing a bit of research on what are the most popular memes of this year um, I've left a few out just because I really didn't like them. But uh, <laughs> can, you, can you like give us the title and we try and guess? Exactly. What it is? Yeah. So see how many of these you've heard of. Um, so I mean, Dat Boy is kind of the king of 2016. We've already talked about that bit. I thought it was older actually. So, so Dat Boy is usually accompanied by a picture of a frog on a unicycle. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's quite a basic sort of 3D model. Um, yeah. It's come from some software or other. Here comes Dat Boy. Yeah. That's what people say. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, okay, so Drake sitting on things. Uh, is this anything to do with that music video? This is... So uh, Drake's new album, Views, uh, featured uh, an image of him sitting on the top of CN Tower in Toronto. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, kind of just perched on the edge. So people have photoshopped him sitting on different buildings and things <laughs> like that. Okay, um, fair enough. Crying Michael Jordan. No, 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 okay, no, no wise to that one. Uh, so Michael Jordan uh, was inducted into the Basketball Hall of Fame, and during his speech, he kind of teared up because uh, right. it was a very emotional moment, and people have taken again his face and uh, put it various places, usually with Drake sitting on top of it. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, we've got sad Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing this is something to do with the Batman vs Superman. Yeah. So you, did you see the interview yes, about the yes, film? Yes, the, yeah. the, the slow zoom and they... Hmm. It just looks horribly sort of tired and depressed. Yes. And people have attributed that to the film not being very good. Although yeah. he was probably just tired. Yeah, that's right. And uh, I think there's a video of where they... Yeah, they slow zoom in and they play uh, the yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. <laughs> Sound yeah. of silence. Yeah. Um, oh, it was so... It was the fifth anniversary of Ed Ball's Day. This year, did you catch that? Uh, no. I'm guessing this is in relation to the tweet you put out. Yeah. So right. five years ago, Ed Balls um, accidentally tweeted his own name. <laughs> and everyone got very excited and started <laughs> tweeting Ed Balls, and it appeared on uh, some sort of you know signs and stuff, electronic signs where you can put your own <laughs> text in. People put it on there. And he's in Strictly Come Dancing at the moment, isn't he? So yeah, that's right. I, that multiplies his exposure. He's yes. doing quite well at the moment. Invest. Yes, invest in Ed Balls memes. He's in the public eye, but. Uh, uh, yeah, so to celebrate the fifth year anniversary, he baked a cake of his first tweet, his well, his first Ed Balls tweet. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so Great. that's quite nice. Um, this is one of my favourites. Uh, Don't talk to me or my son ever again. Have you come across this? Ooh. I feel like I might have, but I don't. I don't have a picture come to mind when. No, no I don't. I mean, it's more. It's it's kind of a visual joke, so it's more effective uh, as an image. But you've got an object or a person or you know a thing. Um, and then you kind of have an identical copy that's slightly smaller. Um, so perhaps, you know, a bag of chips and then a slightly smaller bag of chips. And then the caption is, don't talk to me or my son ever again. This <laughs> 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 is quite good. Uh, I guess you could put that up on the blog or something. If okay, yeah, yeah, I can, I can envision it. Um, 
There's a campaign to rename Fire Ants to Spicy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> you come across this one is this one of those things where they ask the public to name something i think i'm not sure i think this is just somebody uh, decided to set up a petition i think on petition.org or something like this um and it gave you know gained a lot of uh prominence but unfortunately um so in the same way that pepe has kind of been taken over by the alt-right this as well has been taken over by the alt-right and used to troll hillary clinton um, right. Okay. Yeah. So th- I think there was the original petition, and then I believe someone put up a, a separate petition. And in the description, it was something about, oh, you know, in this age where there's 36 different genders, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't fire ants be called spicy boys? So the the alt right <laughs> seemed to think it was like a big protest about political correctness. All <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of an example of memes morphing and and changing. Um, yeah. Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. No, Becca's nodding her head. Yeah, yeah you're. Um, internet etiquette. Oh yeah, internet comments etiquette. Yeah, he hates Ted Cruz, but I'm uh, yeah, I'm not not really up on it myself. Yeah, so, so that, is that evidence to suggest he's the Zodiac killer? Um, I guess arguable. I think it's a it's a conspiracy theory, but <laughs> right, uh, okay. I think he's been hounded by that. Um, uh, bread or baby arm? come across this no okay is this like close-up photos or something so uh, yeah this is this is kind of a i think it's originated in japan but uh because babies have fat little arms they kind of chunk into different segments all the way down michelin man yeah exactly so uh you've got lots of images of people holding out baguettes next to the baby's arm in (laughs) in comparison um run away with me uh no nope so this is a carly ray jepson uh song and it's got a very distinctive sax she, riff she made another song yeah a, there's a whole album of them in fact <laughs> wow. it's, actually, it's actually pretty good I'd, I'd say but um yeah it's got quite a distinctive sax riff introduction um okay. so people have kind of taken this and put it on the top of other videos right they're really very good it's Right, okay. This isn't a very good meme, I don't think. But, okay, uh, well, sell, sell, sell. Sell, yeah. Harley Ray yeah. Jackson meme. <laughs> um, Simpsons wave? No. No. So this is the trend of taking uh, clips from The Simpsons slowed down and discoloured and kind of putting filters on them so they look like they've been viewed on an old VSH tech. Oh, uh, right, okay then. And then putting it to kind of synth, you know, uh, chilled out synth music and <laughs> right. wild rap beats and uh, giving them you know weird names with lots of uh, japanese and korean characters in the title and okay like yeah. right yeah mm. um you probably would have come across this one uh, unimpressed silver medal athlete yes uh, yeah is that this is this different to the michaela maroney no that's one? that's her yeah so, okay right is that this year uh yeah that was the olympics uh rio olympics i think she done it again because I think <laughs> I thought it might have been 2012. Oh. Maybe it's just having a resurgence. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah. that's probably it then. Okay, mm. well, Olympic fever. Yes. Yeah, because there was a picture where she was stood with a bomber and they were both doing the face. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. It pays to watch the trends with the. Uh, the Absolutely. Nasdaq. I'll have to lend you my my ticker so yeah. you can keep track of these things. Um, confused slash blurry, Mr. Krabs. <laughs> I feel like everything in SpongeBob SquarePants is a is a yeah. bit of a meme. They've managed to find new ground. Surprisingly, um, this is this is an image of Mr. Krabs sort of looking up, um, uh, surrounded by a, a crowd of angry people, and the okay. edges are quite uh, the edges of the images are blurred. Uh, the first I think uh, caption was 
when you wake up from a nap and your parents are already yelling at you. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but it's obviously taken on, you know, different forms. Um, another SpongeBob meme, uh, meme caveman SpongeBob. You seen this? Yes, yes, I have seen that. It's like him with sort of like a, a like droopy face or something, isn't it? It's yeah. sort of like him like, yeah, I know the one, I yeah. know the one. Sort I... of like canine sticking out from the bottom of his jaw and uh, yeah, uh, uh, he's wearing a loincloth. And this is like in response to when you're looking for something or something. So I know there was a lot of uh, me outside at 1pm, uh, yeah. 1am looking for a Pokemon on Pokemon Go yeah. and a picture of Spongebob. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, it's also been incorporated in a lot of Harambe memes, the the Spongebob caveman thing. Oh, um, right. Okay. So there, there was a, uh, a memorial. Crossover. Yeah. So uh, there's, I guess he's used to kind of portray the kid that was in the um, cage a lot. The time but also there was a memorial painted for taylor swift um right. outside on on some wall somewhere and it was kind of a i guess it was a joke because taylor swift got into some uh you know trouble with kanye and oh yeah uh, yeah this Kim whole Kardashian. um yeah recorded phone message thing yeah, yeah so she was threatening to sue them or something like that and this person was kind of saying oh her career's over now that she's got beef with kanye so painted a memorial of her and then someone painted over uh, Taylor Swift's face, the caveman SpongeBob, and turned it into a Harambe memorial. Um, <laughs> okay, this is quite good. Uh, and, and we did talk about Harambe already, but did you hear about the teenagers that tricked Google into renaming a road Harambe Drive? No. So how do you do that? There's a uh, function on Google Maps where if a name is called some a road is called a you know an incorrect name, you mm -hmm. can send a message to Google saying you know this is wrong, please correct it. Mm -hmm. And so they managed to. Uh, trick Google into renaming the uh, the road their school was on, Harambe Drive. Is that uh, just by sheer numbers? Like, I had lots of people. I think they just did it once, and Google was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I don't know if they even submitted any evidence, but uh, maybe someone at Google also yeah. felt strongly about Harambe. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of think because, you know, Google, you have the image of everyone working there being pretty hip and, and with it. So whether they kind of thought this will be funny and. If mm. I get in trouble, I can just say I was doing my job, kind of thing. As a little aside, Christopher Poole, uh, more famously known as Moot, who was the guy that created 4chan, started working for Google this year. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, just a little tidbit. Yeah. When I, when I picture the Google offices, it's always people on skateboards and yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's it's all you can eat snack Cereal. bars and yeah. all this. Yeah, yeah it slides between floors. There's no staircases. No work getting done. Yeah. Um, Okay, the people, last one I've people got. writing on glass yeah. with, uh, with Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last one I've got is hashtag tea lizard. No, no. I okay. feel very out of touch. Yeah, I know. It's. Uh, I think I've done all right. I, I only knew a handful of these when I looked them up, but um, yeah. So this one is: Have you seen the meme? But that's none of my business. With uh, yes, it's Kermit, isn't it? Yeah. So it's Kermit drinking tea. Uh, so it's usually a, a kind of an insulting or you know slightly offensive statement and then the picture of kermit and then the text but that's none of my business mm -hmm. you know um and uh so lebron james um wore a image of kermit drinking his uh, drinking tea on his hat and right. tweeted a picture of him holding the nba championship trophy okay um and then good morning america then uh, tweeted a photo of lebron james crying uh, and asked if this will become a meme in the same league as other memes, such as 
uh, tea lizard, and then they had a picture of uh, a Kermit <laughs> drinking tea. So um, people, uh, you know, got very excited about this and started laughing yeah. at Good Morning America for cool. getting the name of the meme wrong. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Why did they assume it was tea lizard? But but this is the thing. So people <laughs> people were saying, you know, Good Morning America out of touch and the ridiculous got this name wrong. But actually, uh, Kermit has been referred to as a lizard on other Twitter accounts, like in the previously. So maybe okay. they were like one step ahead of the joke as opposed to being out of touch. Uh, it's not that easy to, to figure out. Mm. Um, but I did read an article uh, kind of complaining about this because uh, they said that part of the backlash was due, due to the fact that that's none of my business uh, as an original meme um, came primarily from black communities online. Mm. Um, and then as it became kind of more widespread, and uh, you know, became more of a standard part of social media uh, parlance. Uh, it's black creators were largely uncredited, unrecognised, and unthanked, and therefore people kind of got annoyed about this. And then T Lizard was viewed as a whitewashing of the meme, okay. know, w- away from its original context. Um, which getting in, yeah, yeah, so it, kind, of, kind of the thing we were talking about before, where you've got something that kind of represents your community, and then it becomes you know something broader than that and Mm. you feel that it's lost to you to a certain degree we had a little talk last week about nimble america which is like this politicized meme channel that the guy that created oculus rift has created oh yeah you do see a couple of these politicized memes there's one that's um trending at the moment called draft our daughters have you seen that one no Someone's basically put up a load of fake uh, propaganda posters that all bears like the hillary clinton um uh, I don't know what you, logo, I yeah. guess, whatever their uh, for their for her uh, nomination, and it's basically um, just loads of pictures of uh, of like men saying, you know, like you know, I support my 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 wife going to fight for me and all this, and it's like usually like half faded in pictures of like Syria or Vladimir Putin or something like that on the yeah. page as well. Yeah. Which is, um, and that the idea being to cause as much unrest as possible by putting it out and, and saying, oh, look, look, look what Hillary's doing now. Look at this. Can you believe it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the politicized meme. Um, stay tuned. Invest. Yeah, invest. Anyway, I know that we've got to, we want to cover um, creepy pastas as well before we finish. So, mm-hmm. but thank you for that rundown of yeah. memes. That was, uh, yeah, comprehensive, to yeah. say the least. There, there are a few others, but. Uh... I don't know. I don't. I don't feel it's been that good a year for memes. <laughs> no. Overall, yeah. two thousand and eight was the golden year. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, creepy pasta. Already, the name is a bit memey, memetic, whatever you want to call it. It comes from copy pasta, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So, Which is a play on copy paste. Yeah, just short, copyable sections of text that can be copied. You know, a text-based story that can be copied from one forum to another, mm-hmm. and gets referred to as copy pasta and then creepy pasta is sort of a horror story version of that yeah so a lot of these uh, tend to i think i think the ones that again uh, seem to have the most longevity are ones where they the do the best job of looking kind of real um so we talked about just before we started and um, the scp foundation mm-hmm. which is it's essentially like an internet list of monsters in a way isn't it it's it's quite to look at it it looks quite authentic it's uh it's 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 basically called it's um secure contain protect is it yeah what it stands for um 
It's special containment procedure oh, okay. is what the foundation stands for. And then its slogan is secure, contain, protect. Right. But yeah, the, the general premise is that it is scientific styled reports with, you know, various details kind of redacted or blacked out mm. um, about these sort of weird, unnatural phenomenon. So it started with um, what's known as SCP-173 kind of mm -hmm. Report number 173, or a report about object 173. Um, and then kind of ballooned with a whole bunch of other people writing their own reports. And there's now a wiki where people can kind of contribute their own different SCP reports. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's built up this big sort of fiction about this kind of this foundation that goes and kind of tries to contain and protect the world from all these mysterious phenomena that's out there in the world. Mm -hmm. So SCP-173, um, which <clears throat> came out, wouldn't you know, a couple of weeks or a few weeks after that episode of Doctor Who Blink with the with the angels. And that, that this sort of um, chronicles a... It looks kind of like... It's like a statue, isn't it, or something? It's a statue or a totem. Yeah. I don't know where they got that picture from. I don't know what that thing actually is. I think it's <laughs> an art piece, isn't it? It's an art piece. It, it looks like some kind of Photoshop sort of... Yeah, this little this statue sort of standing in a corner of a sort of warehouse concrete bunkery room, looking yeah. all creepy. And the idea is, and it's sort of got instructions for how to deal with the with with the creature. And it says, you know, any at any one time there must be three people with eyes on it. You know, they must signal each other when they're going to blink because when when no one's got eyes on the creature is when it attacks and kills people basically. yeah it's it can't it doesn't move it's a statue it doesn't move except when you're not watching it and there are reports of sort of concrete scraping sounds coming from its chamber when nobody's in there yeah um so that's yeah that's the one that i'm most familiar with and then it's funny actually me and david have got exactly the same one so that's scp 173 and then scp 87 yeah i think we both looked at the top rated stories maybe well there's one isn't it that's like a something that a rock that causes procrastination oh yeah i did like look at that, that. <laughs> which is like a little bit of like comic relief in there it's like scp and then it hasn't got a number hmm. it's like rock that causes procrastination we'll finish this page later <laughs> <laughs> The uh, SCP-87 is like an endless staircase, isn't it? Yeah. It's an unassuming door uh, on the side that looks like a janitorial closet. Yeah, so yeah, so you got uh, there's an unnamed university, presumably campus. Uh, there's what looks like a janitorial cupboard, but it's kind of reinforced steel and you have to apply a certain voltage of electricity to the door and then turn a key anti-clockwise in order mm. to open it. And there's this staircase, um, it's broken up into sort of 13 step sections and then you turn around and go down another 13 steps and you just keep going down and down. Mm. And it's a very dark unlit staircase and it seems to swallow up excessive light. Mm. So you can't, ever see more than about one and a half flights of stairs down below you yeah um and they they have sent teams down there there's been four videoed expeditions down the staircase and the longest one they worked out went far below the sort of natural confines of the building and the geological surroundings mm -hmm. uh, the staircase just seems to descend forever and then all of these video expeditions they have come across this sort of face yeah somewhere this sort of eyeless nostrilless face that yeah, induces spectral fear and paranoia 
Mm. Um, they also, yeah, they also said that there's been reports of sort of crying, which always seems to come from about 200 meters below. But as they descend the staircase, that they never seem to get any closer. Mm. Uh, yeah. And then the sort of the notes in SCP 87 end on a sort of creepy yeah. thing about, about after having recorded their sort of fourth video expedition and come across this creepy face. Uh, in the sort of two weeks following that, students and staff reported knocking coming from the other side of the door, <laughs> yeah. to which the response has been to install six centimetres of <laughs> yeah. foam padding to the inside of the door, lock it, and forbid anybody from opening it ever again. Mm. Uh, they are good, the creepy pastors. Uh, interestingly as well, both those SCPs both have games that have been made about them. So if you want to... Play a game where you descend this endless staircase and occasionally see a spectral face, or there's a game that's like got a blink mechanic, so oh, it right. rolls and you have to basically you have to blink every now and then. Okay, but you have to time your blink with other people. Uh, I don't think it's that clever. Okay. I think it's just like you have to close doors or something to stop it being able to get to you in the time it takes you to blink or something. The other creepy pasta that I'm kind of familiar with is the the the, the who was phone one. Have you seen that? No. Yes. <laughs> so this is kind of like I guess it's kind of a parody one, but this is one that I see referenced quite a lot. So here is here is the full story. Mm. Here's the full creepy pasta of then who was phone. So you're with your honey and you're making out when the phone rings. You answer it and the voice is, what are you doing with my daughter? You tell your girl and she says, my dad is dead. Then who was phone? <laughs> 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 that's it. I'm all badly misspelled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that seems to have really taken on a life of its own. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like pictures online of Lady Gaga. I guess when she was doing the telephone video of like her head yes. telephone and like, I was phone. <laughs> yeah, I I think that the uh, the ones that are actually taken seriously it seems to be the more successful ones usually have a visual image that attached to them mm. that are quite mm. you know evocative. So there's one called Jeff the Killer, which is kind of a pretty standard story about a, a kid who I think he gets beaten up and then he decides that he loves the feeling of pain, so he goes <laughs> right. around killing everybody. Um, but the the visual image that's attached to it is this kind of slightly warped face with weird lighting and it's quite disturbing so. mm. oh i think i know which one you mean this is yeah. one where his eyes are really bright yeah something it, like that. it's something like he cut his eyelids off so his, <laughs> okay. yeah so his eyes are don't leave him in a room with a scp 173 well, actually more yeah no it'd be brilliant wouldn't yeah. it yeah just just put them opposite each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they make the best friends exactly Okay, right. Well, uh, that's uh, that's us running out of time, unfortunately, this week. Um, just time for our... I haven't got a Kickstarter of the week, but I've got an update on a previous one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's the unfortunate end to the Lucid Dreamer Wake Up Inside Your Dreams Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. So uh, they put up this on their, their campaign recently. They said, we're sorry to have to inform you that we are cancelling our Kickstarter campaign. Of our initial test group, all became lucid within a week. However, during further testing, people did not become lucid as easily as expected. Participants often reported having very interesting and vivid dreams in which they experienced very clear thoughts and emotions and sometimes even control, but disappointingly very little insight in the fact that they are dreaming. 
I'm not sure what he means by that. Well, so lucid insight, uh, sorry, lucid dreaming is when you become aware that you're in a dream and then are able to control the dream because mm. you realize it's just a dream. I can yeah. do what I like. So they kind of presumably had vivid dreams but didn't realize they were dreaming until they woke up. Okay. This is the one, just as a recap, this is the one where it's kind of, you send electrical pulse through your head yeah, as you're yeah. dreaming. You strap a box to your head and, yeah. uh, and so it's got an accompanying app. This well. pretty much sounds like the start of a creepypasta to me, that yeah. we've had to cancel the experiment. People have <laughs> had these weird dreams, we don't know what's going to happen, and then they all go mad or something. <laughs> we, should, we should write that. Yeah. Redacted. Yeah, keep seeing the face of Jeff the Killer. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the bottom line is they cannot guarantee that it will work for all of us, or even most of us. So for cheaper lucid dreaming devices, delivering audio-visual cues, effectiveness might not be such an issue. However, for the lucid dreamer we feel, we need to be more certain of the level of its effectiveness, or at least figure out why some people do get lucid and others don't. Do you get lucid? Mm, not get really. Lucid? Once or twice. Yeah. Like, in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, don't buy this product yet. Good, good of them to get out in front of it yeah. rather than ship a, a phony product. Yeah. yeah. Um, if there's any merit to it at all. Is there any like actual research behind it? Because it sounds like they're saying, oh, we're going to investigate this, but presumably uh, that would take a lot of... I didn't get that impression from the Kickstarter. No, I wonder if maybe someone came to them and said, could you just give us a few more details about this yeah. lucid dreaming? And they were like, oh, 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 yeah. closing down shop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So a sad end to the lucid dreamer. But at the end, the whole project was one long lucid dream. And they oh, woke up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what if we're wearing lucid dreamers right exactly. now? It's been a huge success. That's, uh, we're all that's lucid a true creepy pasta here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that will be the end of the podcast then. I'm not so, sure when we'll have our next one out because yes. you're, you're away for a week. So mm-hmm. it might be a little over a week. Mm-hmm. We might we'll try might try and get something out. Um, hey, if you know if I'm not in the office next week, maybe I could maybe I could put to, start putting together that uh, one we were talking about explaining the fundamentals of things like DNS. And that. That, yeah, we we talked about that a long time ago. We did. I was hoping people had forgotten, but now I've reminded them. What oh, am I what like? Done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, we'll try and get something out next week. But uh, we will be back. You can be sure of that. So, uh, yeah, if you want to speak to us about anything, if you'd like to give us your list of your particular favourite memes or anything else for that matter, then send us an email to podcast at unravelingtechnology.co.uk or hit us up on Twitter at Unraveling Tech. Uh, visit the blog unraveling.technology where we've got lots of articles and such. Wow, I just have to rearrange myself the blog. <laughs> okay. Visit the blog on uh, unraveling.technology. Um, where we have frequent updates which can help you with your IT business. And uh, yes, leave us a review on iTunes uh, if you get the chance. But uh, from me, Joe Tonks, David Johnson and Ian Johnson, uh, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.